Okay, so there's a lot to talk about with Bechat Kohanim. We did Ritzay, we did Modin. Bechat Kohanim, originally I was going to skip it over. And then I started looking at a little bit Bechat Kohanim. I was like, there's stuff here that I never knew. And that really, really, especially over here where we hear Bechat Kohanim every day, all of a sudden, like, start to realize, like, what are the Kohanim supposed to have in mind? What are the Israelim supposed to have in mind? There's really a lot of things that are very applicable. So it starts off with question number one is, is Bechat Kohanim a bracha or a tefillah? Now, brachot and tefillot work differently. A bracha, without getting into, the way I was told, I never went through the whole sugi myself, but the way I was told by my rebbeim was that a bracha is kind of like turning a faucet, turning the, the thingy on the, the tap on the faucet, and then the bracha comes down. Tefillah works that I'm davening to Hashem, and Hashem then sends it down. It's a different kind of, of it's a different mechanics. So, and, and the difference is, let's say in a tefillah, so I'm begging Hashem. In a bracha, I'm kind of just saying the words, and it's and it comes down. I open the faucet, it comes down. It doesn't take as much effort. So the first question is: Is bechat kohanim a tefillah like the rest of Shmona Esrei, like the rest of, Chazar, of the Chazara, or is it a bracha? What would you answer? What would you assume? A bracha. Bechat kohanim, and the pasuk kol tivarachu et bnei Yisrael. You should give a bracha. And Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar also says that he says in the first bullet, he says, He should have kavana with the ten fingers, the ten fingers of his hands, to bring, to pull the bracha. You're trying to pull down a bracha? So that's the simple reading, if it's a, that it's a bracha. The problem is, if it's a bracha, then how are you allowed to interrupt the middle of, of the Chazara? Here's Shemona Esra, you're having tefillot. How can you interrupt with a bracha? So the Rashbam, Taka says, it's not a bracha. The Rashbam on the Pasuk that we just read the past week's parasha, Naso, that, Naso, not Naso, how do you pronounce it? Also, that, um, that, that, so the Rashbam Taka says, no, 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 no. Even though it says, Kol Tevarachu et Bnei Yisrael, what it means is, Kelomar, Lo Tevarachu mi bivchat pichem ke adam shomer tevuatal derosh boni kach vachach. It's not a bracha, like I say, oh, you should have this zechut, you should have this, the yeshev panasa. That's not how it works. Ela, Eilai titpalelu, Rather, it's a tefillah. It's not a bracha. It's a tefillah to Hashem that Hashem should then give the bracha. Like we say, Hashem should give the bracha. I will hear your voice. And then I will give a bracha to the Jewish people. So it's not, it starts off right away. Is it a bracha? Or is it a tefillah? Am I having an, and this is also going to affect. You're going to see as we go through. Which way should the Kohanim hold their hands? In Torah Nigla, the Shulchan Aruch holds, they hold it face down. In Torah Tzod, Arizal says to hold it with the fingers up, like this, the hands next to the head. So that's going to affect it. I think that's connected to this. There's going to be a whole bunch of things that we're going to talk about that are connected to this idea. Yeah. So why don't Ashkenazim do it every day? The Ramah says that too. The Ashkenazim, we're, not, we're not happy enough. Then in order to, to, to do Bechat Kohanim, you have to, be, you have to be in a state of Simcha. And Ashkenazim are so caught up, and, and, because, and because historically, the Ramah writes this already, that because during the week we're not happy enough, therefore we don't have Bechat Kohanim. Yeah, the Ramah says. Now there is, however, so that's so far it's a machoket, bracha or tefillah. However, the Targum Yonas and Ben Ozil, who's one of the, I'm talking about Navi before, he's one of the Neviim, so he has a pirush, he has a Targum on the entire Nach, on the entire Tanach, and he says, in Yeshaya, where the Pasuk talks about Bechat Kohanim, so he says, Bechat Kahanaya Parsim Yedehon Litzala'a Aleichon. So he says, when the Kohanim spread out their hands, Litzala'a means to daven. 
So the Tagimunas and over there sounds like it's a tefillah to daven. They're davening. Bechat Kohanim is a tefillah. Then in his Pirushan Parshat Lech Lecha, there when he talks about Bechat Kohanim, there he says, Va'avarechet Kanayat the Parsini Deon B'tzalu Umavachin Yat Penach. There he uses both Lashonot. He says they're davening and they're giving a bracha. So the Tagimunas seems to say that it's both. And that's how the Sefer Achinach, Sefer Achinach is a famous Sefer of, of all the mitzvot that he exposed for his son. He explained all the mitzvot. There also he says that it's both. It's both a bracha and a tefillah. And it's going to make an afimin in a moment. Let's see. And that's the Sefer Achinach writes, Mishrashi ha-mitzvah shachofetz Hashem betuvo ha-gadol levarech amo ayideh ha-mishartim achonim tamid biyat Hashem. Hashem wanted, Hashem is, a good, Hashem is all good. Hashem wanted to give a bracha to us. Through via the Kohanim, the Kohanim send all the time the Bit Mikdash. Hashem wants to send the bracha to us via the Kohanim. So wait a second. Then if Hashem wants to give us bracha, why does he have to do it via the Kohanim? Just do it himself. Come along, Hashem could just send them bracha. He sends us so much el- so much other shefa. Why does he have to send it via the Kohanim? What's special about sending it via the Kohanim? So he says, Kikvari Kitam Tilakhapaumim Rabot, we find this beast many times, Kibakoach, Hekshim Asenu, Tokula Bracha Alainu. According to how much we make ourselves ready for the bracha, ready to receive the bracha, the more we are able to receive the bracha. Comes up, and I had this when I had a question, how much is Chad Luther he's supposed to do versus Bitachon? How much should I put in the effort versus Bitachon? So now I was a bacher in, in BMG, in Lakewood. So I went to Abdavat Shistol, Rosh Hashiva, and I asked him this question. And that was, it was in Shaduchim, and there a lot of, you know, how much should I be putting in the effort versus how much, how much, uh, how much, and he told me, he said, that based on the, um, it's, it has to do with the amount of bitachon that you have. The more, the, whatever you think is normal, basically. This I've heard from other Rebbeim also. Basically, whatever you think is normal. If, if, if by you, if you're on a high level of bitachon, then there's less that's normal, and therefore you're able to do less. And if you're on a lower level of bitachon, then you naturally have to do more. So, but meaning the more we make ourselves a cleat for the chef, the more bitachon we have, the easier it is for us to then receive that chef. We have to do whatever is normal. So, so therefore, he wanted to, he wanted to give us bracha. He said, you have to prepare yourselves. When we have a whole scene, the Kohanim are getting up and they're, and they're sending, and, and we have a whole process during the evening. Now we're in the right mode and we prepared ourselves to receive the bracha. Then he, so, so far it's bracha. Then he continues and he says, We should ask for it. Through these Tahor servants of Hashem, through the Tahor Kohanim. Because he has a chutlan afshatainu bitochach nizkebetuvo. So Tagimerusan and Sefer Achinach both say that it's both. It's a bracha and a tefillah. And he starts off by saying, in Sefer Achinach, he makes it clear, he starts off by saying it's a bracha, and then also that we're asking for things. And this really explains something very, very interesting. There's a machokat rishonim. We know that the Kohanim are chayav to give brachat Kohanim every day. Once a day, minimum of once a day. After that, they're not chayav to get up. Even if somebody goes over and tells him, Kohen, he's not chayav to go up. Once a day, yes. More than that, not. And this is a rule all over the Torah. Wherever, it's, wherever the Torah says something you have to do, and it doesn't say an amount of times, it means once a day. They still get a to do it. Yeah, they still get a mitzvah to do it, but they're not over the lab if they, if they don't. So, huh? Tefillin is the famous example. Tefillah, I'm not sure how many times. If you're chayav from the so once a day, it's a big, uh, the, the Rishonim are very busy with how many, how often you have to do it. Women are once a day, but, but um, I'm not sure how we pass in with, with tefillah. But tefillin is, is once a day. It says to put on doesn't say how many times, therefore we say it's once a day. So there's a machoketo, so the Kohanim are chayav. Are the Yisraelim, are we chayav to go and hear them? 
זה מחלוקת ראשונה. וספר חרדים says, וישראל העומדים פנים כנגד פני הכהנים בשתיקה, ומכוונים, we stand opposite the כהנים quietly, ומכוונים ליבם, and we align our hearts, לקבל ברכתם, כדבר השם הינם מבכלל המצווה. וספר חרדים says that the Yisraelim are also part of the מצווה, we also have a מצווה to hear the כהנים. The Ritva disagrees, the Ritva Misachat Sukkah writes, no, like a Chayuvah Yisrael Yitbarech, or Mitzvah Dekohenu. So Machoket Rishonim, is it a Mitzvah only on the Kohanim, or is it a Mitzvah also on us? And Halach HaLamaseh, everyone, it's a Machoket till today. Between the Rishonim. Between the Yisraelim here? Really? Interesting. So it's everyone, I mean, it's everyone. If you look at the Ochot Sinu, Betzinu, Betzafi, he brings down the Machoket. Everyone brings down the Machoket. It's a Machoket Rishonim. So there's a big Go'on in Eretz Yisrael. His name is Rav Ariyav Ozer. He has a yeshiva, he's a yeshiva in Itri. That's funny. He might be, I don't even know. So, so Ravira was there, gave a shiur on Bechat Kohanim. And he spoke about this, this Haredim. And he said there's a few other Rishonim who also hold that there is a mitzvah on the Yisraelim. And he said something very interesting. So he quotes, I'll read it, I put it on, I put it on the sheets. Betosvot mitzachat roshani yesh tochich dat haredim. Shavon tebarim tebirai tosvot roshan anal. He writes, he says that it's the tosvot. Sheish din ala tzibur. The, the Yisraelim have a chayuv to hear Bechat Kohanim, and now the Kohanim are the ones who facilitate that we can hear it. See, he suggests that these two chayuvim, the chayuv of the Kohen and the chayuv of the Yisraelim, are the two things that we spoke about before. We saw in the Sefer Chinuch and the Targum Yonasan that there's two chayuvim, that there's two aspects to Bechat Kohanim. There's the, there's the aspect of the bracha, and there's the aspect of tefillah. So he suggests that the aspect of bracha is the kohen's chayuv. The, kohen, the kohanim, are, their chayuv is kol tevarachim. This you shall, it's kol tevarachu. You shall give a bracha to the Jewish people. And we have a chayuv to ask Hashem for the bracha. That's our chayuv to ask. And how do we do that? Via the kohanim. How are we asking the kohanim? Oh, so how are we asking the kohanim? So he says, the next thing is an interesting gemara. The gemara says, Masechat Sota. Amar Abaya. Exactly. Exactly. Amar Abaya, the gemara says, Naktina l'shnayim korei kohanim, ulechat eno korei kohen, shnemer emor lahem l'shnayim. The chiv, the oraita of kohanim, is when there's two kohanim. And therefore, we only say kohanim, we learn from the Pasuk, it says emor lahem, say to them, say to plural kohanim. But if there's two kohanim, we say kohanim. If there's only one kohen, then we don't, because the chazan can't say it, because that would be a hefzik. And if they're not chayav, then it would be a hefzik. So, kohanim, then there's a chiyuv. So the Gemara says, and that activates the chiyuv. On a pashut level, on a simple level, on a halachic level, what happens is when we say kohanim, that activates the chiyuv on the kohanim, because it says, emor lahem, say to them to give brachat kohanim, and then they, emor lahem, say to them, and now they talk and turn around, and they give the bracha. So that activates the chiyuv de'oraita. So that's, halachically, it's important to say it. But he suggests, in the same line, he says, he, he suggests, he says that the idea of Emor Lahem would also accomplish that this is the tefillah. I am now telling the Kohen to be my messenger, to be my shaliach, to ask for the bracha. They are like our shluchim. That's what we have to say. And the Orchot Chaim is a Rishon. He brings from a Medrash that says that not only do we have to say Kohanim at the beginning, but every word we have to have the Chazan say to them. Every word we have to say. So I always thought it was just a practical thing. 
But according to Rabbi Ovazer, could be very possible. It's very possible that this is me telling the Chazan is our Shleach. He's the Shleach Tziboy. He's the Shatz. He's the Shleach Tziboy. He's who we appointed. Now he is telling the Kohanim on behalf of us, okay, give us this. We want this Tfilah, this Tfilah, this Tfilah. It's also prompts for them to give them Bracha. But this is the dichotomy that's going on that they are giving a Bracha and we are davening. So then what's the Kavana? The Kavana is on two levels. That the Kohanim are having Kavana to hand down this Bracha to be the channel through which the bracha can come. And we, in a way, we should, we, we have, we're also davening for the bracha. It's not just that I'm sitting here passively receiving, but I'm also davening, please Hashem, give us this bracha. Now again, according to the Rishonim, we said that it is a machokus Rishonim. The Ard Rishonim hold that it's only a bracha. Then, according to them, it would be just focused on passively receiving. If you hold that it's just a tefillah like the Rashbam, then it would just be davening and not. But if you go with Tagmi Yonasan, if you go with the, uh, with the uh, Tosvot and the Bahag and the, and the Chinuch, that there's two brachot, the two mitzvot, two brachot, there's process, the, those seem to be connected, then that would all be to, you have both going on the bracha for the Kohanim, they're supposed to focus on that, and to be our shliach to daven for that, and we are focusing on both receiving the bracha and davening for those things. So, and we're going to talk about soon what exactly should we have in mind, both in Nigla and in Sod, we'll remember all of it or not, but you'll see some interesting things. So now the question is, um, there, there, it, it, there is an important point. Even if there is an aspect of tefillah, the Hagos Maimani is a Rishon. It's printed on the bottom of the Rambam. The Hagos Maimani emphasizes that even if it's a tefillah, it's not one of the 19 brachot of Shmonasra. And he gets it from the Gemara. Because the Gemara, we would always say, of course, it's Pashat, but it's actually the Post-Gemara very busy. Is it one of the 19? Is it not? But it's really, it's a Befeir Shrishon. Because the Gemara he gets from the Gemara Megillah, says in Dafir Chet, Why do you say after Modim? And it gives him a Pasuk. Why do you say after And it gives another source. So the Agos Maimani, the Rishon, he says, he says, he says, If it's one of the nine, we know there's 19 Brachot. So the, everyone who wants to say that it's part of the Shmonas, that it's part of the 19, they say you can't have a 20th. You can't say Bechat Kohanim is going to be a 20th. It would be inserted into one of the 19. Well, it can't be one of the 19. Because then the Gemara wouldn't have a question. If Bechat Kohanim becomes part of Hoda'a, or if it becomes part of Sim Shalom, the Gemara doesn't, shouldn't have a question. Why is Bechat Kohanim after Hoda'a? And why is it before Sim Shalom? Uh, of course it's there, because it's part of the Bechat. Rather, that goes, my says, must be that it's separate. And it's, so why is it not a Hefzik? So I once heard the Vilna Gon had told that it actually is a hefsek. And that's why the Chazan, and the Vilna Gon holds that the Chazan should not say Kohanim, because that would be a hefsek. Uh, Mishabura says it's not a hefsek, because Lamaisa, they instituted that it should be part of the Tfilah, it's the Tzorach HaTfilah, it's for the purpose of Tfilah, and therefore it's not a hefsek. I never found the Vilna Gon inside, I looked for it today, but I didn't find it inside. Once that's what the Vilna Gon holds, that somebody else, and I've seen it in Shuls, they have somebody else, not the Chazan, says Kohanim. But again, Lamaisa is not a hefsek, Mishabura says because it's a Tzorach HaTfilah. But it's not one of the 19. It's just, yeah. yeah. No, but for him, he's not, he's not been saying Shmona Esrei. It's for the Chazan that's been saying Shmona Esrei. Now he's going to interrupt with another word, Kohanim. What are you saying Kohanim for? That's a hefzik. Um, I'm not sure. That's a very good question. Interesting. Any of the word of Avadi Hall? Any of the word of Avadi Hall? Right, exactly. Exactly. 
For the chazan to say it. Yeah. Okay. So now this also takes us into another point. This same nikud that we've been talking about, is it a bracha or is it tefillah, is it both, takes us to the next point about how to hold our hands. So it starts off, the kohanim have to hold their hands. It's very important. The kohanim have to hold their hands at least at shoulder height. Some say to do it above, a little bit above shoulder height. Even though in the Beit HaMikdash they did above shoulder height. And, and uh, the Gemara says in the Beit HaMikdash did above shoulder height, now they're supposed to do at shoulder height. If it's below shoulder height, it's, they're not mekayim bechat kohanim, it's a bracha levatala. The question is, do the elbows have to be... So I never found the source that the elbows have to be at shoulder height or not. The hands have to be at shoulder height. Rabbi Cohen told me, highest, I asked him, because he's, as his name implies, he's the expert in Bechat Kwanim. So he told me that highest level is that the elbows should be about at shoulder height also. But it's not, that's, that's for sure not halakhically required. But, uh, that palms have to be at shoulder height or above. I, I mean, I, I watch by the, by the teen minyan and I run the Shabbat. I watch them all the time. And I go over guys afterwards and tell them next time. Just, just, yeah, you know, otherwise... You notice we have signs all over. Yeah, we used to have more. I think what's coming up got taken down here. Yeah. yeah, so the Gemara, so it starts with the Gemara Masechat Sotah, right? Tani idachot v'achu b'nesiyat kapayim. Atom b'nesiyat kapayim, you're saying you have to lift your hands. Oh, enoel ha'shalom b'nesiyat kapayim. Maybe you don't have to lift your hands. No. Nema kan kot v'achu v'nema l'lana. The Gemara is a drasha. V'yisar hanati adava ala amba yivarachim. Ma'alalana b'nesiyat kapayim. Afkan b'nesiyat kapayim. The Gemara is a drasha to say that it has to be with, you have to lift your hands. The Vilnagon explains. So when you're lifting your hands, which way should you lift your hands? So the Vilnagon in Yeshaya says. Mavur bezohar that betfila u bebechat koanim shnei benesiyat kapayim. Both tefila and bechat koanim are done with lifting our hands. Ela shebechat koanim behapirsa. When you do bechat koanim, you spread out your hands. Hainu hakapot lemata vaachor ayayadaim lemala loshita bracham lemala lemata. You do palms down. And the idea of palms down is that I'm bringing the bracha from up down, bring it from above to down. U betfila hakapayim lemala. When I dive and I have my palms up. I'm trying to lift up my tefillot to send it up. So by Bechat Kohanim, the Mechaber Taka says, Maran Taka says, that the Kohanim should have their, their palms down because it's a bracha. And Mishnah Bura says this explicitly, to not have our hands up like tefillah, rather face down. So that very much implies that Bechat Kohanim is a bracha. So does that mean that the, that the Maran is paskining that it's only bracha, not tefillah? No. It's that it's primarily bracha. The Kohanim especially, they're focusing on bracha. And, for, and we, and they are at the same time, they are our messengers to Davin. But their chayub is still bracha. They would still have their palms down. Now, this is possibly, I saw over here, the Persian Menhag is to have the hands, the palm, that the Sibur has the, has the palms up. Right, so I never found a source for that. Abay Kohan told me it's a kitab so far. I looked for it today. And I didn't find it. And he told me it's in Pashto Nosai. Either I missed it completely or, or it's just somewhere else. Um, that, it, that, that he says it. But according to this, it would make sense a little bit. Number one, I always thought it's just accepting the bracha. Could also be if the idea is that tefillah is that I'm palms up, I'm reminding myself I'm also supposed to be davening. That would be another thing. Again, I don't know where the minhag really comes from. That would be another thing. So that's according to Maran. Palm, uh, palms down. However, the Arizal... Ibn Sin Mutsafi brings this down, the Amudin Arab brings this down, the Kafahim brings this down, the Orlatsion says do this way. The Arizal says that the Kohanim, oh, so Bavadi says no, Bavadi says do like Maran, palms down. The Arizal says to do with the fingers up, hands next to the head, like right, right palm facing the right side of the head, left palm facing the right, and like this, hands on either side of the head, that, pointing up. So that would be very much a tefillah. That's and easier. And easier, yeah, yeah, that's for sure, that's true also. But that would be a tefillah. That would, that's, that's very much tefillah. That's not bracha. That's tefillah. That would fit with the other approach. 
that it is a tefillah in Kabbalah. It seems to be more tefillah than it is bracha. Again, which again, we, we've seen the sources for. So that brings us that brings us to how much time do we have? Okay, yeah, we should have enough time for this. So that brings us to the next thing. So it's tefillah, it's bracha. We have both things going on. That's the different positions of the Kohanim's hands. That's Kohanim. That's what we're saying at the Petunian. That's that every time they were saying. And that also means that what we're supposed to be focusing on is accepting the bracha and davening. Or, okay, according to which we've shown, you go to. But especially if you have the Kabbalistically, it's supposed to be that you're, that you're davening, then for sure you should be having in mind that we should be davening. So that all goes into this. Now, there's two more things to talk about. Number one, why don't we look at the Kohanim's hands? And number two, what do the words actually mean? So the Kohanim's hands, the reason why we don't look at the Kohanim's hands is the Shulchan Aruch says that we don't look. And Mishnabur explains, and this is how everyone says that in Torah Nikola, it's simply that we shouldn't get distracted. We don't look at their hands, so we shouldn't get distracted. However, the Mishnabur then emphasizes, says, really, really, this man based on Mikdash, then we were not allowed to look at their hands because the shame, they were saying we were That was why they used to lift their hands above their heads in the Beit HaMikdash because it's not, if I have the shame of Mephorosh, so the shame of is, so to speak, coming to my hands, it's not respectful that, that, it, that my head should be higher than the shame of Mephorosh. Lift their hands higher than their heads, so that the shame of Mephorosh is above their heads. But nowadays we don't say shame of so we don't put our hands above our heads. Maybe Kabbalistically, some people do, but, but halakhically, we don't lift our hands above our heads, we just have it opposite our shoulders because now it could be lower than our heads. So, so, um, so, so, Bizman based Mikdash, and they were saying Shem Mephorosh, the Shekhinah would come. It was in the Beit Mikdash, the Shekhinah would come, and we were not allowed to look at their hands. I think it says that if, if we would, it would cause blindness. Nowadays, it's, it's nowadays, there's no Shekhinah, it's not the Shekhinah there, so it's not a problem. In Halachic, we're talking about it in Kabbalah in a moment. But Halachic speaking, the Shekhinah is not there. So, therefore, we are allowed to look at it. However, Zeh, number two, number one, we don't want to, two things. Number one, we don't want to look at their hands too long because then we'll get distracted. And this is Kalvachomer to look around at other things around the room. We're supposed to be focusing on the Kohanim. We're supposed to be focusing on the Bechat Kohanim. And number two, Zechel Mikdash. Remember, it's for the Beit Mikdash. Remembering that in times of the Beit Mikdash, we didn't look. And we should remember when the Mashiach comes again to not look. Therefore, we don't look at their hands. But I do know if there's any time there's a halacha concern, then we could be, I don't know, my Rosh Kol calls it the Kohanim police. You have to look at the Kohanim to make sure that they're doing it properly. If, you're, if that's your achais, if that's your role in, the, in, the, in, the, in that minyan, is to make sure that people are doing it properly, then you do look in order to make sure that everyone, you check, to make sure everyone's doing it properly. Kabbalistically, the Achotzino, Betzino Mutafi brings down, Kabbalistically, that the Shekhinah is still there on their hands and to not look at all. Even Bisman so That's Kabbalistic. Every person different, depending on where, you know, by me it was always, you know, if it's Kabbalistically, then there's less, re- then they should be more wary of being the Kohanim police. If it's a lachakli. Close your eyes and respect. That I've never heard. I do know that that Ramosha used to cover his tal- his cover his face with the talit. Yeah, Ramosha did do that. It's brought down in other places. Yeah, and Ramosha used to cover his face. With- oh no, he wasn't wearing tefillin. It was only in Chagim. It's Ashkenaz. So Ramosha used to cover his face with the talit. Okay. So now there's one last thing, which is what do the words mean? So there's. We don't say Bechat Kohanim. Um, no, we do. We do, but either way, by Musaf, even the people who wear Tefillin on Cholamoyed don't wear by Musaf. Right. Uh, only Musaf, yeah. Huh? We never do. Yes. <laughs> we're still stressed. We haven't yet decided. We haven't had a long Shemar Esri yet to decide what we're doing with the Cholamoyed trip. So, okay, so in turn, what, what do the words mean? So there's Torah Nigla and Torah Tzot. I'll say it quickly, but, but more, more the, the general theme. 
So Rashi says, this Torah Nigel Rashi down the Pasuk says, Yibarechacha is a brachashid barchonu chasecha, it's a bracha for parnasa. Vishmerecha, Rashi explains, is that normally when I give somebody parnasa, if I give somebody a gift, there's no way for me to guard it, that it shouldn't be attacked, it shouldn't be taken away from him. But on the other end, when Hashem gives us parnasa, Hashem can also guard it, Vishmerecha, that Hashem can guard it, that it shouldn't be taken away from us. Yo'er Hashem panavelecha, Hashem should show you ritzoy, Hashem should be happy with you, Hashem should show shining face to you, which is very reminiscent of ritzay. Where we just came off of Rezeh with Tachazana, that's where it's the same idea. Hashem should be happy with you. Hashem should give you chayn. Hashem should, should not get angry at you. Yasem HaChashalom should give you shalom. That's Pashut. That's in Torah Nigla. Parnasa and Ritzui. That's basically what it is. Parnasa, being happy. Those are the first two. Middle two are being happy with you. And then, Yisrael HaShem He shouldn't get angry at you. And he should give shalom. Anger and shalom. In Kabbalah, Sir Bavram Azule was the grandfather of the Chida. So he writes, and he's brought down to the Bermatsin Mutafi, brings down, that's where I found it. So he writes that there are seven, Daki Shiva, this is the last paragraph, last bullet on page number five. Daki Shiva Mine Osher Nivru Olam. There were seven kinds of satisfaction that were created in the world. And all of them are alluded to in Bechat Kwanim. For the Kohen should focus on these seven forms of satisfaction. Now, whether you remember the seven or you don't remember the seven, just interesting that there are, what we're having in mind is the tefillah, the bracha, the tefillah, for the seven forms of satisfaction, they're all covered. And he goes through them. I'll just speak it out, but you can go through it a little on time. Just speak it out. The basic idea is that Yevorechecha is that Hashem should give Chachma. Chachma is the biggest bracha. That was the bracha that he gave to Shalom. He brings, he brings proofs for each of the one. Yevorechecha is, 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 um, is Chachma. Yevorechecha is children. Yoer is is that you should have a, a health, you should have health and, and good life. Vichuneka is that Hashem should that you should find favor in other people's eyes. Vichuneka is that that um, you should have self self monarchy really like self control and meaning be, have fr personal freedom and wealth. And Shalom is Pashut Shalom. But the main thing, again, that's too much to remember, so I just skimmed over it. The main thing is that there are seven, Kabbalistically, it's a bracha for the seven forms of satisfaction are all there in the bracha. And like we said, in the tefillah. So just to recap what to recover, there's Rishonim who hold that it's just bracha. There's Rishonim who hold that it's just tefillah. There's also Targum and another Rishonim hold that it's two, that it's both bracha and tefillah. And the Rehavah there explains, if you relearn it as, as two mitzvot, then it fits beautifully. You have one, bracha, two, one mitzvah on the Kohanim, another mitzvah on the Sibur. That's how the Bahag lays it out, one of the Kohanim, one of the, one of the Tzibur. That would make a lot of sense, because one of the Kohanim is the mitzvah to give a bracha, and our mitzvah is tefillah, and they are our shliach to daven, like we say, Kohanim, and we tell them each word, and then they tackle, they, when they come along, they, their focus is still the bracha, and they have their niggle, they have their palms down, and this, they have their fingers up like tefillah, and, but the main thing is that we have this dichotomy going on, and we have our, both our passive receiving the bracha, and our active tefillah, that we are davening Takatish Bachu, that's what's going on in Bechat Kwanim. The 